ready to take a ride. Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. If you listen, we can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening, you're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. Michael Basham, you're sounding great. Good old uh, phone. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you. We got the technology. Uh, whatever we want to use, we can we can still make the connection. Uh, it's an honor to be with the Colonel tonight. I'm talking about Michael Basham, Facebooks.com, Spirit Wars, Stranger Clock Broadcast. How you been since last time, my friend? Well, it's been a minute. I'm doing great. It has Much been. better now that I hear your your wonderful voice and uh, your previous guest was on fire and that sermon that you guys played was like woo, man, I powerful. Felt, I felt conviction from that one. That was a powerful word, and uh, I had not heard her speak before, but I'm definitely going to be looking in on this and uh, try to uh, hear some more from that sister. Um, yeah, thank you, Michael, for working with me. My brother was in town. Uh, about three weeks ago, stayed with me a week, and then we both uh, got sinus infections. It was terrible. And uh, I put my brother on Zethromax, got him healed up. That with prayer. I think prayer worked faster, though. And uh, and uh, I was uh, anticipating a trip to the Philippines. And I decided, okay. um, my brother, he's in Philippines now. He'd invited me to go down there with him. He's on business and accompany him. And I said, sure. I'm about ready for a trip. I haven't been off this island in three years. But um, I took ill, but I decided, you know what, I think I better pass. <laughs> I don't know what could happen. Uh, thankfully, though, I recovered, and uh, he went on over. He recovered, and uh, we're back on track now. So, uh, folks, uh, oh, Friday, of course, no Internet, by the way, folks. Sorry about that. Internet was had a blinking light, red light on my Internet connection. That happens sometimes, but kind of rare. But uh, we're back today, and uh, good to be with you, my friend. Um, Michael, you want to open us in prayer? The mic is yours. Hallelujah. All righty. Well, thank you, Lord. We just claim the word today, Lord. We just enshroud ourselves in your words, and that all the things that we're going to talk about today that might sound a little scary, that we would just keep in mind the promise that as the enemy attacks us, as we are your people, that he's going to come in from one direction but he's going to be scattered into several directions. Confusion over the enemy, Lord, as we start to speak, as we invite people to join your army, Lord, your spiritual super army of soldiers and warriors. I thank you for those listening and for Omega Man and just the blessings that are before us, Lord, the mountains ahead of us, 
the challenges ahead of us, the prophecies fulfilled that are yet to be fulfilled, that are right in front of us, that you give us a thrill in our hearts to just want to seek your word. And as we see these things being fulfilled before us with no fear, amen. Amen. Well, hallelujah. Yes, sir. Sir, it's good to be with you and um, everybody. And I'm uh, looking at the chat. Looks like you got quite a crowd. Your awesome, eclectic audience. Very good to be here. Um, There is so much to talk about. I don't know if we're going to even be able to get to it all, but I just, you know, we've got to just cover the waterfront, like the the big 90,000-foot perspective. So, um, yes, we're going to just dive right in here, everybody. There has been so much that's happened since we last did this, but I just want to, again, let everybody know that God is assembling his forces that it's not the enemy that's in control of the situation. He's losing ground. God is pushing the enemy out. And it's kind of a interstellar, interdimensional war that we are in. I'm uh, Michael Basham. I work with Spirit Force podcast, also Strange O'Clock podcast. I've been working with some of the people that have been in these programs, so-called super soldier programs that have come out of them, and I lend the microphone to Holly Baglio whenever I, whenever she wants to go live. She was baptized by Russ Dizdar and is having these memory recalls. So she's kind of coming through, you know, having been in the underground military bases, and and she's got the Holy Spirit, and she's just hilarious and so fun to listen to. I could name some other names, but um, my focus is not just to, like, talk about what the enemy's done but we have a lot going on. And can I just uh, pause the radio one second, sir? Um, I've, got a, I've got some people coming in. Just, That's just right. a moment. That's exactly right, folks. Um, we have a lot of things, moving targets out there. There's a lot of um, plans the enemy is trying to implement. And they can be scary sometimes. But God, God's on the throne. And I'm comforted by the fact that Jesus said if Jesus said, I will never leave nor forsake you. So just about time, it looks like we're just overwhelmed and there's no hope. It says, look up for your redemption come at night. And uh, I'm not saying the Lord's going to rapture you up out of here. Uh, but I'm saying, uh, it says, if you fear and obey the Lord, even the angel of the Lord uh, will encamp about you to deliver you. Uh, so with God, all things are possible. And God's gotten people out of some really terrible situation before and he can certainly do it again about the time it looks like there's no hope we put our hope in Jesus Christ uh, you know God has many times moved before and uh, destroyed massive armies that were encamped about Israel to take them out and it looked like all was lost and then the angel of the Lord showed up smote them all or they all turned on one another with their swords Uh, you know God can deliver us in a number of ways Uh, he can uh, take the breath right out of Klaus Schwab tonight if he chooses so. Bill Gates, no matter what they're planning to do, uh, God is sitting on the throne tonight. He makes the final calls here, and we just need to line up with God's plan, and I think everything else is going to work out. That's my micro-sermon. Amen. Thank you so much. Sorry about that. I, I might have right. a couple little interruptions here. I'm always ready. I've, uh, to break into a micro I love hearing your preaching. You, you are anointed. 
praise God. And Back we're in to this together. And I, I mean, you, you have a longer um, vision having been doing this for so long. Um, there's new voices coming to the front. And we just had a show, FringeRadioNetwork.com. A guy come on Daniel Ott's broadcast. You've probably heard of Daniel Ott, Edge Radio, oh, yeah. Edge FM Radio broadcast. He just got um, a gentleman that had been in these programs serving in the Solar Warden. Just absolutely amazing testimony. And we're talking about all the news about alien stuff that we're hearing. He's basically confirming that, and he's not even... Uh, he's not even aware of the stuff 10 years ago that you were talking about. So this is all like coming out of nowhere and he doesn't listen to any, the Andrew Bassiago, any of that stuff, totally fresh. And people need to go check out that interview. This is the thing. We're actually, we're, we're on the cusp of these things just becoming public. Now there's no more hiding it. They're, they're out in the open. I mean, cities are burning down. I was just in Maui. I just talked to my aunt and uncle just five minutes from a, a, a dang city that just burnt to the ground. The, the police were blocking off the exits. There's video footage of these, these electric boxes exploding. I mean, this is happening. This is what happens when you're in a war. They, sh- they shut down your resources. You've got a, a, I've got my mother-in-law in California, giant tropical storm Hillary going there. The joke is that they're, they're also uh, destroying all the email boxes at the same time. But um, we're seeing this all come to pass at the same time. And people get so overwhelmed that they just want to kind of dig a hole and stuff their head in it like an ostrich. But at the same time, you guys need to buckle your seatbelts because things are about to get even more weird. And if, if people don't have a memory of what was reported 10 years ago, 15 years ago, like you, having Steve Quayle on your show, that's how we kind of came together through Don Basham Ministries, my grandfather, Derek Prince Ministries, and then all of this coming together. Um, one second, Shannon. I'll be right back. Just a That's second. All right. That's right. Omega Man has a memory like an elephant, like a steel trap. I can go back a long ways, and I praise God for that. My earliest recollection on planet Earth was age two. That's another story. But uh, many people do not have the uh, the knowledge that many of you do out there tuning in for some time here on many of these programs and with many of these speakers that Michael has been talking about. And I thank God that uh, uh, we're not just looking at something and we've got no idea uh, what's upon us because we don't have any of this history base and no discernment. Uh, Praise God. Uh, We're like the sons of Issachar. They were able to discern the time. So I praise God for all these men and women of God over the years who have loaded us up with information and gave us what they could. Many of them have went home be with Jesus but praise the Lord, folks. It was not for not. It's to prepare you for the time that we're in so we can endure till the end. We're live with Michael Basher if you're just joining us. And uh, Michael, as he mentioned, was in Hawaii. I want to get his perspective on this because uh, what the heck was going on over there in Maui? Um, doesn't look natural whatsoever. And I do believe these reports that police were actually bar- uh, putting barricades up and people were not able to get out in their vehicles. What was that about? I've heard some takes on it. I want to get Michael's take here in just a moment. If uh, you're here for the first time, welcome aboard. We are on a new schedule. Monday through Friday, we begin at 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern. And you can tune in live uh, through MixLR or our new player, IceCast. 
just go to megamanradio.com or send people there and they can choose once they get there which player to use and uh, terms of archives you can get them all right there through a number of links praise the Lord uh, my website again omegamanradio.com and uh, from there you're going to find links to the archives of every show that we're doing live here also we've got a second podcast we've cranked up called the Omega Man Reloaded now I owe you some new audios over there but I got plenty to send to you about 10,000 so um, you just tell me you want them to keep coming and we'll keep putting them on that archive Michael when you're back just pipe in and uh, I'm, I'm glad to be here tonight folks um, it's been a rough few days family was ill they're doing better I'd say they're about 60% today uh, Judah and Jemima Jeremiah is pretty much recovered Mama's doing much better but uh, continue to keep us in prayer and uh, I did uh, put Mama on some antibiotics Zethromax to try to knock that stuff out and uh, while I was at it I've been running around to the different pharmacies here trying to load up on it because I have a inkling that it may be needed again down the road sometime and uh, to get it you may have to go into uh, a hospital somewhere and I don't want to do that in the days ahead so you know along with your preparations where you can get some antibiotics and there are ways to do it if you're in America still do it put it in your uh, preparation kit Amen. Welcome back, Michael. That's, that's the thing. Like, all these disasters, there's no... They're not going to help us. <laughs> it's very obvious that it's the opposite. And, gosh, I mean, they got away with injecting everybody with these poison shots that are developing... I'm, we'll get into that. The neuro... Uh, the nanotech in people's blood that's being photographed. Like, of course they're trying to hurt us. And so, of course, as, as you were saying, Shannon, I apologize. There won't be any more distractions. No, that's okay. I'm but, uh, um, it's just the front line here. Yeah. And um, I got all the time we need tonight extra. Hey, Michael, uh, I want you to get to that nanobot, but first, I want you to start with Maui. I've never been to Hawaii. Uh, do you know the Maui area? What can you tell us about what the heck just happened? Well, I was just there um, before my second child was born. She's three years old, so we were there about three and a half years ago. And it, it's a very rich, it's very expensive, very beautiful, but um, the way it's, it, it, the way the, the roads are laid out, you basically just have one road that goes around most of the shoreline. So to go to Lahaina, I was just there as well. I got the sense of a lot of hoity-toity, very touristy, very expensive, very much like, uh, no, I'd rather go live in the mountain in the big island with my wife. So that's what we did situation. But um, Hawaii is an extremely corrupt place besides just Maui. I mean, big island, superhuman trafficking, Oahu, just crime off the charts, just terrible, terrible crime. People getting murdered in front of me. I've seen just the most ridiculous amount of theft in my life. And the government is like in on it. Like they basically allow it to happen. There's just this whole mafia thing that goes on there. And interestingly, if anybody has time, if they want to actually join the research 
journey with, with the professor, the Hawaii professor. I have probably five interviews with him. He's seen together how the Democrats and really just the demonic people in the government have used Hawaii's kind of a petri dish to assert total control to brainwash the Hawaiian people that they're this oppressed native community when they live very well. They have, I mean, these lands that are just ridiculous amounts of property that they get to own, except for Lahaina. I think that's probably one of the most expensive pieces of real estate in the world. There's no way that they wouldn't have had the warning system in place, at least just for a fire, let alone a hurricane. It's just, it's coming out that there is total inside job, that this was a complete orchestration to steal the land. These were uh, Hawaiian people that were holding on to that property. They were like, no, we do. I don't care. You give us uh, um, $5 billion. No, I can't do a Hawaiian accent very well. Come on, brother. It's all pigeon English. You know, they have a pigeon Bible. I saw it at Walmart in Honolulu. It's like the brothers of the 12 disciples. They get together. It's kind of like pigeon. It's like, a, it's, Kind of like uh, Jamaican English. Anyway, um, they're beautiful people. Most of them love Jesus, but they've been oppressed by their own, the kind of the brainwashing education to think, oh, it's just us versus the white people. And sometimes they're right. There's a lot of greed. Overall, they have um, basically been used both to be brainwashed, to be racist against anybody else and to be brainwashed that, you know, that there's this entitlement thing and that that they don't need the U.S. and that, you know, they'll be a free country without the U.S. If we left there, China, Japan, Russia, anybody else would come and take it over. There's no, um, like, a military of Hawaii that is standing. Um, but anyway, that's another story. So Lahaina is is gone. I mean, it's destroyed. They've already announced that they're going to come in and build giant, huge megalopolises there, make it into Waikiki or whatever. I used to live in Waikiki beautiful nature, whatever, but it's just like a giant mall and a bunch of hotels. It's just, it's not natural. None of it is natural. Lahaina was one of the last places. It was one of the, I think it was the oldest um, or one of the oldest capitals of the archipelago and it's gone. And it's, they're saying, well, we're going to build a smart city here. And uh, you know, we, it's just the things that, that are being reported. And it's just, it's so awful that when I listen to it, I want to forget it. But they're finding families huddled together, burned alive. They were all hugging each other as they burned. I mean, the, the Hawaiian families, they're so loving and sweet. They call it ohana in, in Hawaiian, means family. And there were people just huddled together, hugging couples, hugging grandma, grandpa, and the grandkids. These were the children. There's probably going to be at least 1,000 deaths. I think there's up to 2,000 missing right now. And where are they? I mean, it could be more. So this is actual genocide of the Hawaiian people that really did happen. And we know who loves to start these fires. We know who's starting these fires across Canada, all over California. There were arsonists found in uh, Seattle. Now it's going crazy. There's giant fires in Tenerife. People don't really report that, but I um, caught something about Tenerife's on fire. And the same thing, they want to use these islands as the Petri dish of total control. Steve Quayle also said that there's a, um, that sense that this Hawaiian government had such control over with COVID lockdowns. That's why we left total maximum control in like the most remote areas of Hawaii, even that they've kind of just gotten too big for their bridges and they're going to just keep um, trying to control everybody and lock everybody down and then just steal the land and kill you. Now, Michael, they're they're so, yeah, I, um, I'd heard 
that New Zealand uh, was host to many of the world elite and many of the elite have went in and uh, bought their properties and had bunkers. There's whole communities, really nobody's living there for the most part, but uh, they own that land and that is a preferred place of the elite. Now I hear also uh, Maui seems to be under the same design of these people to get over there. So does it look like at the end of the day uh, the elite wanted to basically seize this land and turn it into uh, another one of their elite-only zones? And um, I know Oprah's over there. And what, Bezos too? Is that right? Uh, You're absolutely right. And their properties are in the thousands of acres. Now, you know, there isn't question. that much usable land when you live in the mountains like where I am right now. I'm on the top of a giant, beautiful mountain. Okay. Here's um, my question. I haven't been to Hawaii, very so usable land. Yeah. bear with me for not knowing the uh, layout of the geography, but I was looking at some of the photographs of lot after lot where a house was, now just nothing but black soot, and it seemed to be they were right there on the ocean. Um it made me think, dang, if I was living over there, I'd have me a boat and got the hell off for there and went out into the ocean at least. Uh, but um, reports are that uh, police were actually blocking escape paths so cars couldn't get out of there. Is that right? They absolutely were. I mean, it's just blatant in your face. We murdered you. We blocked. There's only one road, one main road, and the traffic was all backed up. And they were just in your face. And not only that, there's still a media blackout of any of this information. So that's they're like trying the, to keep it all under control. But, of course, we're talking right now. You know, It's like the old method. Put everybody in a church, bar the door, and set it to fire. You know, Nazis did that. Exactly. Um, now, I heard that um, many of the people didn't own the land completely. In other words, they still had... Uh, uh, mortgages to the banks. That's what I'm trying to say. And so the banks have said, well, we're calling in the loan. And so if they call in the loan, uh, they seize your property. So unless someone had it all paid off, um, they're actually getting kicked off their land, aren't they? Uh, what, though, about those people that may have had the deed to the land? Don't they have the right to go back in there if they want to uh, rebuild? How is the city saying that they're going to come in and uh, take all that property and build a smart city. What What to the property owners? Are there any of those? Well, how it works is, and I, my pastor who, inter, who interviewed, who uh, married Jennifer and I, they lived across the street from Dog the Bounty Hunter in, uh, oh. I forget what part of Milwaukee that is, but near Honolulu. And of course, it was ridiculously expensive. Just the taxes are ridiculous. They had to end up selling their house, even though they were both working full time. He was doing weddings um, and being a pastor, you know, the donations from the right. church. She was teaching English to international students. There's a huge Japanese Chinese influx of tourists all the time, and they love to go and study English at the school. So my mother in law, I taught there too, and uh, the pastor's wife were working at this school, full time work. Couldn't even cover the yearly taxes of their house. So that's how the government steals your land. Wow. They raised them taxes and then you can't cover it. And then it's like, okay, we're going to, they sold their house and they moved to Arizona. I'm sure they got a good price for it, but that's exactly what they do in these kind of places where it's just 
very rich, very expensive property tax. And then, I mean, they have all kinds of weird ways of of kicking you out of your own property. And what did they say? You know, you will own nothing and you will eat your box and you will like it. You will, you know, this is the thing that they declare. And of course, it's the oldest trick in the book to burn down everything. I mean, that's the oldest trick in the book, as you said. You know, so, um, yeah, it's, it's crazy. That's <laughs> it's crazy right. to think about this. You happening. could actually own the land, have your mortgage paid off, and those blasted uh, counties can come in and set property tax or school tax at whatever they want and drive you out. Now, I had a friend in El Paso. He said, I don't have any kids, and I'm having to pay $600 a month just in uh, for school taxes. And uh, I think it went up to double that. Could you imagine having to pay a couple grand extra per month for some blasted taxes? And if you don't, uh, they can actually foreclose on your property, right? For back taxes? That's nuts. They're very tricky with that, yeah. And how did Jesus handle this? He just said, give to Caesar what is Caesar's, you know, but give to God what is God's. So I'm not here trying to rile everybody up and get your guns, get your kids and start. Look, they may kill the body, but they cannot kill the soul. But they're trying, and that's what that nano stuff is that we're going to get into in a little bit. But um, we're just but yeah, into just, this. And, you know, and a part of me just I'm released. I'm like, okay, all right. There's nothing in this world for me. You know, we're just we're looking to heaven. We're looking to the arrival of Jesus Christ coming soon after the Antichrist. You know, no, you're so here. It's amazing, brother. You're yeah. here to speak the truth like you're doing, so that people are not deceived and take that blasted mark, uh, and what you're doing is going to be profitable for the kingdom of God. There are people that are hearing these warnings that are being woken up, that were that were asleep, and uh, they're going to be educated. So you don't get deceived, folks. Like I put on Facebook, you may have been deceived the last scamdemic. Uh, to get deceived a second time, that might mean you're a fool. And you and I don't want to play the fool. So you're going to hear the truth with love. And I'm going to back off now and give Mike, Michael Basham, the colonel, the microphone, I just wanted your two cents on Maui. I think you nailed it. The elite have went over there, and um, they have seized that location. Uh, I believe it's the elite manifest destiny. They believe they have the right to do that, just like they did with the Native Americans. Still the land, and uh, you know what? There is one redeeming part to this, Michael. Maybe all the elite will get over there, and then God will activate that volcano and fry them all like crispy critters. Back to you. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I stood before that giant volcano that had just eaten a 1,000 acres, destroyed an entire town. Slowly, everybody got out. And I I looked out at that black ocean of um, fresh rock that had also extended thousands of acres into the ocean. So it actually created real estate, God's judgments using the earth. Sometimes he uses the earth. You know, the earth opened up to swallow the rebellious Israelites. He used um, the Red Sea to swallow up the Egyptian army. And so God isn't above just using natural disasters to accomplish whatever he, you know, we used to say that possibly those stones coming from the sky were actually um, the Gabriel's fist, like some kind of extrasolar well, another planet, basically, that comes close enough to the Earth, it causes huge rocks to fall from the sky. I mean, God may have actually used... This is old fringe topics that we used to really get into, Doug Elwell and, and all those guys. 
it's possible that uh, God will judge these evil people there. And I I heard that that town that got destroyed in Big Island, I forget the name, was on the on the East Coast where I lived as well. That that town was so full of human trafficking, there was so much rape going on, there was so much child harm and just terrible things. The government is in on it. That's the thing. It's like I knew one lady. She had been filmed getting raped, and there were people in the police department, and there were people in the government that were laughing about it when they saw her later. They're like, what are you going to do? You know, we're the government. Well, I'll tell you, God sees. And we went there and we were establishing, and this is what I want to get into, guys, is not just to inform you, but I want you to think about wherever you are located. I was totally, you know, ineffective as like a missionary printing out tracts going around. I was doing the podcast. But when we went to the Big Island, it was really a sense of taking ground. And God showed us in the spirit, angels showing up, that we're literally like using our home as a base and then sending out like F-16s, like into the spirit, like in the darkness around us to start clearing out the area. That's why all you got to do is possess the land till he comes, you know, hold your ground, stand firm in the faith, let no man take your crown, build yourself up in the most holy faith, put on the spiritual weapons every day, Ephesians six armor, and God will do the rest. You know, but it's nice. I like to acknowledge the fact that we're working with the with the supernatural, that we have angels around us. I'm not into angel worship or anything like that. I think that one of the spiritual weapons is prophecy. So whether you're a great prophet or a minor prophet or a terrible prophet, get prophecy. Spend time hearing his voice. And it's like activating a giant RPG missile defense system that starts shooting out these things. And you might, when you're getting prophecy from God daily... You might find out the names of some of your angels. Sometimes it might be tongue-in-cheek, like, nickname your guardian angel, you might as well just call him, like, Optimus, because he looks, he's kind of like Optimus Prime in Transformers. <laughs> I was laughing at that. I was like, really? I'm not going to get, like, some cool angel name? You're not going to give me the real name? No, just, you know, just, you know, you can just imagine. And, my gosh, those, those movies came out shortly after. And if Optimus Prime is not the closest thing to a giant, guardian angel that you've ever, I've never seen anything better than that. And I am an eighties nerd. So whatever. But when we were there again, what we're trying to do right now, we were, we were doing the podcast. We were there just kind of scoping things out, observing, you know, we met the people that were part of these anti uh, human trafficking operations. Um, We were kind of observing and then God took us out. And then now look what's happening. The volcanoes waking up again too. But um, this look, I'm not Alex Jones, and I don't spend all my time looking at all this information, and that's not my calling. And I don't think any of your audience needs to just be focused on that all the time. I really love how Shannon is building our faith up with these great sermons and just an assembly of warriors, like the Avengers assembling, and just getting to listen to that. I'd also like to point out, if you come to the Spirit Force, and my website, faithbucks.com, we have a show on there, Quantum Christianity. And likewise, Anna Prayers has been kicking butt, just putting the scriptures out there. She actually um, has done a lot of work with people that are in these off-planet programs that have been taken in these kind of these horrible abduction scenarios where the it's literally like they have back engineered alien technology and then they just take people and they like rape them on spaceships. Like you think it'd be cool to go to Saturn and get to do cool fun stuff. No, it's big gay Saturn with all the nasty moons of Saturn having all kinds of horrible things going on, witchcrafty things. 
space Nazis. I mean, that sounds fun, right? But, you know, we're covering this. But I'm, I'm trying to, it's the amazing thing with Anna Prayers is she's aware of all that. But I just did a two-hour show with her. She literally just said nothing but scriptures, nothing but faith building, nothing but how to be a better intercessor, how to, you know, I can't even stay on topic that well as she can with that. So I, I recommend listen to Pastor Anna Prayers, uh, highly professional and we're trying to get, you know, again, Holly Baglio's on there. We've got a lot of different people. The Fringe Radio Network is, is also a missionary operation. You're on there, Shannon. And we're just doing every, everything we can to um, build up the armies of God and both. So, like, a lot of my favorite mystic teachers, I'm a big fan of, like, people that have had visions and they've been to heaven. I love that kind of stuff. I just, just so cool to think that Jesus can show up in your life. You know, Daniel... Lovett's sister who died recently, um, Daniel just posted her encounters with Jesus and they, they will bring you to tears. It's just so wonderful. The love of Jesus, like looking into his eyes, his forgiveness, everything. And just how amazing and regal and wonderful it is that like you've already met, you know, you know him, you know, it's like when you meet him, it's like, we've just had amnesia, but we were always, we always knew each other. It's just the most amazing thing. Listen to that interview. If anybody has time, it's on the spirit force. Anyway, um, I just feel like we, we need to build each other up constantly. We need to be in communication. The way that you build up your faith is through receiving the word. But believing is an act. It's an executive decision to choose to believe. And so there's, there's work involved in going by faith, walking in your belief. And there's work involved in opening the Bible, reading it getting prophecy, absorbing the truth, deciding what to listen to, what not to listen to. And like Shannon was just saying, because we have been able to be informed about certain things, such as the coming lockdown, which they're announcing now, there's another one coming. I mean, we've been saying this, you know, I just let my hair grow since the last one. I'm like, hey, they're like, why is your hair so long? It's like, yeah, it's annoying. Well, I just made a, a pact that I wasn't going to cut it until the next lockdown. I'm like, what? There's going to be another lockdown? Like you bet your bottom dollar and I thought it would be a little sooner, you know, <laughs> but um, it's now being announced that it's September, October, they're reintroducing mask mandates, lockdowns on their way. Obviously the climate stuff that's happening, the, the enemy lighting fires everywhere and blaming people's SUVs or whatever, cow farts. Um, they're bringing that back, but we can literally save lives. The mystics, they're great, but they don't know about the vaccine damage. They don't know about the nanotech. It's not, it's, you know, I won't name names because I love all of them too much. And I think they're, they're really doing stuff. I've had miracles occur with a lot of them, but they won't touch the, the, the stuff the enemy's doing at all. I mean, I can, I'm going to read to you a little bit of Isaiah in, shortly. And it's literally like speaking exactly to the things that are happening today, that these, these evil, wicked people in high places are, are, launching these attacks god has judgments in the bible not to ruin your day and to make you feel like a guilty sinner he's already taking care of our sin at the cross he has those judgments and these prophecies against Nineveh and prophecy against babylon and you know i was just said before coming on here the prophecy against babylon and and revelations that's not for the church it says come out of her my people so that you be not partakers of her plagues so we need to inform people. You need to understand that whether you were vaccinated or not with this DNA altering serum, um, apparently humans are are very uh, valuable to all these different alien species, if you don't mind me going there for a second. 
one of the reasons is that our DNA is so malleable. Like you can do so many things with the human body, I guess, compared to some other uh, species out there, which is fascinating. And I would add to that that we're also spiritual beings. People, what I, one thing I forgot to mention, the, the, the gentleman on Daniel Ott's show on Fringe Radio Network, the, uh, the guy that was off planet, he was age regressed back into his body. He's getting all these memories back. They're exactly the same as so many other people that have had the same story. He said that there were some times where he was interacting with reptilians and he just said the name of Jesus and they would be just repelled. Physically seeing the name of Jesus causing evil aliens to like stop harassing you. Pretty cool. That's we need more of that. Um, so we're, we're seeing the reality of all this come out and we seem to live in the land of forgetfulness. Christians live in the land of like, well, I didn't see that. I don't know about that. I'm not going to look at that. That's too mean. I got to get back to my job. I got to get on the clock, you know, and I'm working and I've got my mortgage and retirement. How about this retirement? How about the millennial reign of Jesus Christ for a thousand years of rest on the earth? Work for that which cannot be taken away, not for things that can be taken away. I mean, anybody seeing like, and and, and one thing about one last thing about Hawaii, I, I don't think it was lasers. Space lasers is a distraction. It could just be a guy with a $1 lighter that they set up a bunch of arson with an electric grid and whatever. I mean, it doesn't have to be something so supernatural and so super spacey. The, the space program stuff is very occult. It's very spiritual. So if you want to deal with that, start listening to Russ Dizdar. Start learning about spiritual warfare tactics. Learn about deliverance. Learn about self-deliverance. Um, I promise you, if you listen to Anna Prayer's Read the Word, I mean, she's so straight arrow. You will start having deliverance as you listen. I'm not kidding. Like, I had some deliverance take place. But that's besides the main point here. We need to wake people up. I want to definitely maintain the, the, the focus on the Lord, looking into the Lord's eyes, and think about the blood of Jesus as you now look down into your own blood, whether you're vaccinated or not, and you find out that your blood has been tainted by this weird alien technology. It might as well be alien, even if it was Bill Gates using clones of aborted fetal cells that are immortal cell lines. I mean, just this crazy, gross thing that they're injecting people. Very, very bad if you got the vaccine, but you can detox from it. Apparently, there's metal detoxes. They're finding out, though, that even if you weren't vaccinated, that there's these nanobots that are being discovered. Uh, Dr. Anna's Substack that I follow, she's done some just insane amount of research on this and PhD total, you know, like getting all the photos, the presentation reminds me of being in college again, just like kind of dry, but the data is so terrifying. Even unvaccinated people have self-assembling nanobots creating artificial intelligence hubs in their bloodstream that then are directing the assembly of basically computer chips in the bloodstream. Now, I wonder what they might want to do with that. You know, everything is about transhumanism, cyberization, 5G. 5G apparently has been around for decades. They've been using that off-planet, different military operations. It's, it's like a total control grid with the 5G towers. And no, I'm not a big conspiracy theorist about everything is evil out to get you, but I'm telling you guys, this war, this silent war that's been creeping underneath our feet it's about to manifest in ways that you just men's hearts shall fail for what for fear because of that, which has come upon the earth in the last days. 
I was at the gym the other day and I realized like, man, I might have nanobots. Like I better not push myself too hard on the treadmill, like running, 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 running. Like the people that die are the ones that push their heart to the extreme athletes. So I'm like, I better stick to the weights, you know, and I can max out a bunch of those, those uh, weight systems in there and glory to God. I mean, I love getting stronger physically, but in the spirit, I know that God is my strength. It doesn't matter how strong you are or how weak you are in a way. I see more women leadership in the last days because they know how to use their weakness to their advantage. You know, they marry a rich, smart, you know, dude with all the, the wealth and she's got her husband and he's her protection. We need to be that way with Jesus Christ to get back to the blood. Jesus's blood is going to be the only thing that saves us in the end. It's going to be the only human blood left. It already is just because of sin. But I'm talking about the, the metal spraying throughout the atmosphere, the things coming in through the nanotech in our bloodstreams, the shedding of the vaccinated, and they're about to release another bioweapon, the new strain of COVID variant. It's just, oh, they already accidentally have the vaccine ready. They already said that. And they're going to use the climate thing as an excuse to lock people down. And you're going to have to have the digital everything to do anything. It's just all coming true, guys. You know, but Michael, the blood uh, of Jesus and the word of our testimony is how we win. Go ahead, sir. Absolutely. If we're just you're just joining us. We're live with Michael Basham. I just want to tag something on there. Um, absolutely, the blood of Jesus is the only thing that can help us. And that reminded me of the fact that I need to start doing uh, communion. Uh, you know. There are some that have been taking communion, like a friend named Gary Stafford, and he hasn't been sick in a decade or more, and he attributes it to once or twice a day drinking the blood of Jesus, eating his flesh, drinking his blood. Okay, Uh, communion, the meal that heals as peristone you sick. Um, So Mm. my brother comes into town, and uh, all of a sudden he gets a sinus infection, He's laid up in a hotel. He stayed with me for the first five days, and he wanted to go to a hotel, use some of his Sheraton points. So he, I put him in the Sheraton down in Cuda Beach, and he called me up, and he could hardly breathe. And I said, oh, no. wow. He's picked up the virus. And I knew what to do. Uh, it could drag on for weeks, or I went up and got him some Zethromax. And I prayed for him. Oh. And literally, uh, I believe the Lord heard that prayer. And uh, my brother began to recover the next day, and he continued to take the Zetramax the next two days. But he was in the throes of a really nasty sinus infection. I took him a big box of Kleenex, too, and he used about all of them. About the same time, I started getting oh, wow. yellow mucus coming out, began to cough it up. And I said, oh, no, I've been through this so many times. And uh, it can drag on for weeks. So I didn't want to see my brother suffer. But um, fast forward. Uh, I think you may have remembered, I told you about two months ago, I was st- I was out in my uh, front yard there on the street looking up the sky, and I saw these long trails of smoke without ending. And I thought, man, I think those are chemtrails. I said, what if they are? Yep. And I, I have to really uh, begin to think I may have been right on target uh, because uh, strange things have been happening here. And uh, I thought, you know, God forbid... There's another lockdown, and the only way I can get an antibiotic is going to the hospital. Don't want to do that. So I'm taking advantage of the fact that over here I can go up to a pharmacy and buy antibiotics without any prescription. And today I got some more. I loaded up on about a dozen boxes of Zethromax, no joke. It's not much. It's about 
$20, you get three tabs. I also got some azithromycin. Well, the, the point I want to make is I was going into pharmacies and they were sold out. Oh, we don't have any. I would go to another one. Oh, we got one box. I'll take it. Uh, it was hit or miss. I went up to the mall a few days ago and I found out they had a pharmacy there and I walked in and uh, I noticed one of the cashiers, she had a hoarse voice, could hardly speak. And I, I got my turn. I said, excuse me, you got any azithromycin? No, we don't have any. You got any azithromycin? Yeah, I think so. Let me have it. I bought the last box. As I'm walking out, I heard this girl next to me. I'm here for some amoxicillin. You got any? And uh, I've been noticing just here on this island, people getting sick. And so I went out on a scavenger hunt, see all the azithromycin I could find, Zethromax, and I also may have found the only ivermectin in Indonesia. It hasn't been available for two years, unless you want to get the dog ivermectin that they bring in from Australia. Literally, they have ivermectin. It's for dogs and cats and rabbits. So I've been chewing that as I needed. But I found some. And I said all that to say this. I'm seeing here on the ground what appears to be an infection starting. And I don't know if it's man-made. I don't know what the hell it is. And I have another thing I want to throw in here. I think that uh, we could all be affected, those of us who have not taken the shot, but what we were warned about before, which was this spike protein. Did I not hear correctly sometime back that you could be around simply people that took the vax and they're shedding the spike protein, and I wonder if that has anything to do with these re- reoccurring infections. My family didn't take the vax, but we keep getting sick. That could be something unrelated, or it could be the fact that they're out in the community around people that are shedding. I said all that to say this. You may be in an area where everybody's taking the vax. And what if this shedding is true and you're picking it up? Or what if you have taken the vax and you realize now it was a mistake? Uh, Mm -hmm. To bring it back to home, Michael's right. The only antidote, folks, is the blood of Jesus. He's the only vaccine you need. And he's the only saving grace that we have. That in Psalm 91. And either we're going to stand on the word of God or what are we doing? If the blood of Jesus is not able, Michael, to keep me and my family alive, then the Lord, just go and take me home. But I do believe that there's nothing that is a match for the blood of Jesus, but we've got to appropriate it, as Michael said. You don't take it for granted. We've got to begin to use it. We've got to begin to plead the blood of our family. Believe the word when it says, Psalm 91, God will protect you from the pestilence that creepeth by night, you know, and by day, and whatever paraphrased, excuse me, don't mean to be slipshod with the word of God, but I think the Lord has impressed on me here to write down as a reminder to myself that we need to pull out the secret weapon, Michael, I believe it's communion, drinking the blood of Jesus and eating his flesh, that's how you get it into you, back to you my friend, keep going, this is a great conversation. Well, it's so important. And I mean, I'm not trying to, you know, lift myself up. It's really just about me getting out of the way and just letting the Lord, you know, I must decrease, he must increase. And I think the mark of real leadership is when you have people that they are just wanting to see more of God and other people too. Like I'm really interested in seeing the spirit force not be Michael Basham's spirit force. No, I'm the goofy clowny kind of uh, recruiting agent that is like, 
Hey, you want to join the military? Wow, look at all these benefits. Oh, well, what are you into? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, you like that? Oh, well, God will send you out on this mission and that mission. You know, that's kind of what I do. And I think that the people that are really uh, front lines, people that know how to really, like, fast and pray all the time. I mean, I'm not good at that. Who really have their flesh under control, like serious Christians. Like, they're just, you know, a lot of them have been through hell in their life. And, um... So why, why should I want to, you know, be the, um, the prophet or whatever? I don't, I don't look to that. I look at though, I think one of the things that we do need to do as we're raising up more people, more, uh, voices, um, shout out to uh, sassy as well. She's one of the, uh, she was an auditor in the U S army and she was terribly abused and is in some terrible situation. Please pray for sassy. But she's like, look, I want to do a podcast. Like, how do I do one? And so I'm like, oh, you know, just start talking. And over the months, I'm like, okay, she's, she needs business. So I interviewed her, and we're starting her up with her show. And she just wants to read devotions, read the word. But she's been there where it's like targeted individuals and people in the U.S. Army abusing her and others. And she stood up and fought. And so, I mean, those kind of people, I mean, I could go on and on. Uh, Paula Mangucci, exceedingly wise the, one of the only people that i know who knows how to like get heavenly visions and she's she walks in neville johnson's anointing like just ridiculous all of this stuff is on um facebook.com too so i've just got way too much stuff on there but you can dig around and um get some blessings anyway i just feel like um god is going to start doing things that i believe the end time church is rising but the old church doesn't get it um and I'm being shown things in dreams regularly, like just supernatural stuff, time travel, teleportation, off-world spaceships, you know, lightsabers, insane weapons. Like, like it looks like a video game. And I'm not, I don't even play video games anymore. I don't have time. Used to, but I know what it, what it feels like when you have like a giant mega weapon in Doom and you're going up against demons and you're launching these huge fireball energy things that's the kind of stuff God has for us in the spirit already. And we're not even using that. <laughs> we're not even thinking about that. Cause we're like, mm, it looks, makes me look weird. Who cares if you look weird? David said, I will become even more vile in my own eyes than this. You know, and he was dancing around shirtless and you know, all the ladies were like, and his wife got all jealous and yucky. And, and then he was saying, look, I'm just so jubilant about the ark of God coming back into Jerusalem. I'm going to do, have a party and I'm going to be even more crazy for Jesus. Hallelujah. That's why God put me in the children of God for a few years. And I still carry a lot of those, um, the teachings that we got in the Mo letters that were so wild and so insane, but I'm telling you, Jesus was in it in a lot of it, not all of it, but just to be crazy for Jesus, this, the Jesus revolution, man. I mean, this it's, we, we serve a happy God too. A lot of people are so depressed when Don Basham died, you know, my family sank into a thing of depression and he dealt with depression and, you know, Derek Prince Ministries, I love them. I just hang out with them, um, with uh, Dick Leggett, who we need to get on the show. He's so awesome, but Derek Prince is a very serious man and he, when he reads the scriptures, five reasons that you will know if you are in the will of God or not, you know, you got, you got to kind of sober up when you listen to Derek Prince and that's good. Um, that being said, don't stay there get that foundation and then we're going to blast off and have a wild happy honk honk hallelujah going on the on the train to 
wherever Jesus wants to send you. I mean, I don't know. It's just going to be crazy. It's going to be great. He's got all kinds of crazy people. Tony Floyd, Blazers Spirit Wars on YouTube. And I have a podcast on, on the website as well. He goes into spiritual visions of battle against the enemy that are just so cool. But people will look at that and be like, oh, this is like witchcraft. Oh, this is Dungeons and Dragons. This is, I mean, you can listen to Ian Clayton's teaching. I've had him on the show. There's thing is there's such a, a wide variety of I don't even want to say superheroes because we're so much cooler than Superman Batman I mean I love you guys and you guys listening a lot of you are doing this already and you know who you are and you're already walking in this to a certain extent we need to encourage each other to step in to do things that are just off the charts Absolutely. and expect miracles and you will see miracles I mean you can have as much Jesus as you want <laughs> you know how much you know, Jesus Michael- do you want what you're saying is right now word because we can't count on the mainstream folks they had an opportunity last time and we saw who showed up for battle not many many closed up and went home and they're still closed up and I praise God for those that did stand up for the truth and do whatever they could do but nobody uh, the government's not coming to save you and I folks and uh, we've got a road still to walk before the Lord comes back at the last trump. War of the Saints is coming. And you know, Michael, I was thinking just today, I said, God, I, this, is the, this is not the news I want today, that they're getting ready to pull this thing again, maybe uh, September, October. You know, Jones was reporting on that. I just saw the article he put up there today. It's possible they could reinstate the mask and worse. I said, dear Lord, I repeat, I'm just now having an open door that if I wanted to step out of this country, I could. I don't want to go back into a closed-down period again. And I, I began to just follow this train of thought and think, well, God, what's the point here? If there's nothing we can do, why don't I just end this thing, come on back and take us? What's the point? Uh, a slow, miserable death? And then I realized that's not God's plan at all. That's my human thinking. I don't believe the Lord has left us here just to have a slow, miserable death. I believe that he wants to accomplish much, but he's looking for men and women of activity. Um, I'm reminded of uh, Genesis that I'm in right now reading, Michael, about Joseph and his time spent over in Egypt. That was all orchestrated by God because God knew a dearth was coming on the land. And uh, God was going to be deliverance for his family and for Israel through uh, Joseph being in that position, able to get his family over into the Goshen area and feed them, you know, during hard times. And uh, he meets with Pharaoh at the end, and Pharaoh says, you know, bring your family over. And, And when he does... Uh, he met the father and blessed him and said uh, to Joseph, if there be any men of activity among your brothers, I'm looking for some people you know, to manage uh, some of my herds over here. Where am I going with this? I believe the Lord has much that he wants to do. Of course, if he were to wrap this up tonight, billions would go into hell. And God's looking for a harvest. The harvest fields are white and workers are few. Nobody said we might I'll be working under duress, but nonetheless, um, we might not be working under duress. Of course we will. Um, 
all those in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. But it just goes with the territory. But God wants to bring in a harvest. And I don't believe all is lost. I don't believe that we're to lay down uh, and get in a fetal position and die. The leper said to the leper, why sit here till we die? If we sit here, we're going to die. But who knows? If we get up and go towards that light there in the distance in the desert, who knows? Maybe someone will give us some food. And look what God had set up. He set up an opportunity even to plunder the enemy's camp, as they ended up doing. I do believe God is looking for men and women of activity, like Michael Basham here tonight, and others that uh, are answering the call. And many of you tuning in tonight, you could have been, you know, uh, anywhere but here tonight. But you're here because uh, you have a love of the truth, and you're asking the same questions we're all asking God, what can we do to make a difference? There's much that we can do. And it starts with saying, Lord, here I am. What can I do for you? Use me for any task, small or great. God is looking for people. What you said is uh, really dynamic where God could have you in a position like he did with you there in Hawaii so that the angels of God had an operating platform to launch from. You know, I've heard it said that many uh, there's many angels up there that are just waiting for a job to be loosed in the name of Jesus into battle. You know, I, I question myself, what am I doing here in Bali? A God-forsaken island? Yeah. It's cursed? I'm surrounded by demons? Did I miss God or what? And I don't, still don't know the whole reason for being here, but it may be for that very reason that you mentioned, just setting up a beachhead for Jesus so that God has a platform that he can pivot from. Uh, provided I'm living holy before the Lord, and that previous message we had, you know, was a convicting message. We're not going to be operating and moving in the power of God that we'd like to if we've got some sin in the camp or we've got some areas that are not sanctified or not surrendered or we're in some compromise. But all that being said, I want to throw it back to you with this. God has a plan for each of us. Uh, and we can do mighty things, even exploits. Let us not forget. Yes, Satan is going to wear out the saints, Michael. The Bible says that. And that always had me bummed out. I said, dear Lord, what's the point then? But then you read the other part. My people shall do exploits. And you know, God, right. God can use a man or a woman uh, who are willing to be obedient to do great things. And if we die with our boots on, so be it. Uh, where, where are we putting up our Man. reward and our retirement plan, like you said? People putting in the banks of the earth, that's all going to perish. There's a time coming they're going to throw the gold and the silver in the streets. Although I'm I'm all for yeah. having some gold and silver for the now, but it's not a retirement sure. plan. Um, <laughs> I believe in closing, thought before I throw it back to you, and you got all the time you want. Satan has worked a psyops on many of us, including myself. Many times to get you and I thinking there's no hope, there's nothing we can do to make a change. And you know, I don't know that our government will be taken back in the next election. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Right. I'm not hinging all my hopes on that. I hope it is overturned, but the point is, there are great victories to be had. Are we willing to obey the Lord? When he says, go into the land of the Philistines and take back the land, or the Canaanites, rather, where the giants were in the land. You know what? They could have went into that land and slayed the giants 
and occupy that land. But many were in fear. And what happened? They said the giants are too great for us. God is uh, not with us. Uh, he doesn't mean what he says. He's not capable of protecting us. And so what happened? They operated in doubt and unbelief. They died in the desert. Whole generations were not able to get in because they would not be willing to trust God. We've got to trust God. We walk by faith and not by sight. You're encouraging me tonight, folks. Uh, wherever God has you planted, it may be you're the only one in that city that is willing to obey the Lord and that he can count on and he needs a base of operation to launch missions against the enemy. Uh, you and I can do mighty things with the Lord's help. Uh, Amen. And, I, and I've run out of words in pontification. Uh, I want to say this. I was watching an old movie the other day. It's old as, you know, it's a few years ago, but I was rewatching No Time to Die by James Bond. You remember that movie? The last one? I, yeah. Daniel I, Craig. Yeah, yeah. Daniel Craig, sadly, he dies. Okay, I think you'll know it if you've seen it at the end. Who will be the next James Bond? Only time will tell. But I noticed that it was a 2021 movie, Michael. And, you know, I was watching it the other day. And they were talking about nanobots. Right. And what the heck? That book was written way before the movie 2021. Was someone trying to warn us? Was this a fluke? It's like a a chapter off of today's technology. This is real stuff that they can launch. And they probably are. Nanotechnology. 5G. You know, I've tried to stay away from 5G. And to my shock... It's here on the island. I didn't even know we had 5G. And I was in a phone shop the other day and looking at these phones, and they're all 5G. And I'm thinking, why are they selling them here? We don't have 5G. And I asked them, well, they said, yeah, you got 5G. I had no idea. I wonder if that's why we're getting sick. Have you tried the 5G technology, by the way? Is it any faster? I don't know exactly what it is. I mean, just a cell phone with 5G on it or yeah. or some other device? or It's supposed to be, you know, super fast when you've got a 5G connection. I'm on a 4G connection. I just was curious. If up where you're at, they got I haven't 5G. used it yet, no. And I know it's not just for watching movies. It's it's the Internet of Things. It's uh, They're they're getting ready to – my brother-in-law just got um, Starlink, and it's 25 megabyte upload speed, which is pretty good. I mean, yeah. that's what I'm paying for our downtown office. Right. So, yeah, it's like, why Why is everybody going to have 25 upload megabyte speed, which is what you need as a broadcaster? And then you also have like 200 megabyte download speed. Everybody's well, going to become a cyborg. People got the injection and they had a Wi-Fi router MAC address coming from their body. Remember that? Dude, <laughs> like, they were pinging the all graveyard. It's overwhelming. In that Mexican tr- uh, documentary, Spanish, they're pinging the graveyard and corpses laying in the coffins are given off those MAC IP addresses. What the heck? Ew. Yeah, that's true. Ew, that's creepy. Not everybody had it, but, uh, you know, at least half a dozen in this particular graveyard. They show you right there. They're pinging them. You know, and listen, computer technology, they say, doubles every six months. How fast does this biotechnology double? In the last two years, how far do you think they've got with this next one? And, folks, uh, 
you're worried about the last one, be worried about the next one. You cannot afford to take it. Michael, I might very soon have to make a decision. It's going to be a hard decision, but I have to do it. Whether or not to keep my son in school. Half the kids in there are wearing masks. And if they give a mandate that my son's going to wear a mask, brother, I'm going to have to pull my six-year-old out of school. I don't know how I'm going to homeschool him, but I'm not going to let that poor boy put a whole mask over his face. What do you do, Michael? Well, remember how we defeated the last mandate? I mean, they only have so much money that they can push and, you know, lie. Like the Ukraine war, for example, like Biden sending F-16s or whatever, and then basically a declaration of nuclear war with Russia. And But at the same time, even with that, that like everybody knows that they can't win. So eventually they run out of money. And with this whole next lockdown, we need to be ready to just be spirit-led, loving as possible, but just be non-compliant. And that's how we win. And then it just takes like one judge signed one thing and then ordered one thing. And then suddenly they took off all the airplane mandates. So, but I mean, I was one of those guys, just non-compliant walking around one time I, where I couldn't get out of it. I just duct tape a diaper to my face just to make a statement and tell people like, this is way more safe than the, your little, little mask. People were like, is that what I think it is? You know, just be fun. Like, they can't stand humor. The, as Daniel Ott says, the, the reptoids, you know, they, they, uh, they pop a scale when you tell them a joke because they can't take a joke because they're so proud. And um, you just, we have to use the, the joy of the Lord. Like, let's not die all freaked out if we have to die. If it's a death, make it a good death. If you're destined to yeah. die a martyr's death, make it a martyr's death for the right reasons. And um, and we need to keep in mind it's all about getting rid of the Christians anyway. So if if you have to leave Indonesia or I mean I had to leave Taiwan. Look what happened to Taiwan. A, not just me, but a, a bunch of sincere Christians had to leave. And then within just a little while, like total devastation. Now it looks like Taiwan's the next Ukraine. You know we've done a lot of shows discussing this. I'm not saying it's because I'm so good. No, because I want to make the decision to be the Lord's to be, you know, a disciple. And and if you guys start to make that decision, then you have access to updated spiritual weaponry. You have the keys of the kingdom that you can call on. You can unlock doors. You can open up and close portals. Um, don't watch it, but there's a show called Rick and Morty, which is just all about portals and just jumping throughout space and time. And that's basically what you get when you decide to serve God in any amount. You know, no, it's just, uh, even just the littlest amount. He'll take whatever you give him, he'll multiply it. It's like you wipe one part of the counter and the whole table's clean. Or you just, um, and, and by the way, a lot of the things that God will have you do as the disciple is not like, oh, I have my ministry. No, he's like, here's your scrub brush, get busy. I got toilets for you to clean for the next 10 years. I mean, that's literally what happened to me. So. Well, I'll tell you straight <laughs> up, um, I would have long mm-hmm. left Bali. The only reason I can't yeah. get out now is because... I cannot get my wife back to the States without a visa. Um, Indonesian and Colombians are persona non grata. You don't just get a visa for visitation. I've got to apply for it. It's a nine-month window. No guarantee I'll get it. Now, I've told the Lord, I said, Lord, if you want us out of here, you're going to have to open up that door because I can't leave right. Mama behind. Uh, that's why I'm not able just to up and go, and that's troubling to me because I said, well, if I can't back, get back to America, where the hell do I go? Uh, I don't know the answer right. to that. And so that's something that I'm seeking the Lord about, and I'm trying to find out. If you want us to get out of here, you're going to show me where to go and give me that visa from Mama. If we're to stay here, 
I'll go through this again. I've been through it before, um, and I have an inkling that it could start up again. Um, and I won't I won't lie. Um, I did wear a mask um, to get into places because right there, security guards would not let you in if you did not. And uh, over here, I almost got picked up and put into a concentration camp. It's another story. But I wore the mask Whoa. to get in. But uh, we would not take the vax, and we never will. Um uh, and because we were not vexed, there are places with or without masks you still couldn't get in. You know, for over almost a year and a half, I couldn't get into most malls. But to hell with a mall and shopping, you know. That's not a big deal. I know. But not the mall. Oh, man. I'm just saying, you know. When I finally got in, I said, man, this is nice. Uh, something weird, though. I'm noticing that some places here are not taking cash anymore. There's a place in the mall. I went in to try to buy a cappuccino. And I ordered it, uh, and they I went to give them cash. They said, we don't take cash. I said, what do you mean? They said, we're cashless. I said, what do you mean you're cashless? You won't take my cash? No, you got to use a card. And uh, I was forced to use a, uh, a debit card. What the hell's going on there? Um, yeah, I think we'll see more of that. Uh, what I'm getting back to with regards to that mass, though, is uh, when it comes to my children, I'm not going to force my son to wear a mask uh, and if that's what he's got to do to stay in school I may have to pull him out if we were in the states well naturally you'd probably want to be in Florida now or one of these states where you can do uh, homeschooling because uh, they may force the kids to wear the mask or you can't go to school have the vax or you can't go to school what Michael said is correct we must uh, move in civil disobedience and you know if it means my son doesn't go to school then he won't go to school I'm not going to allow him to wear a mask, and we sure as heck aren't getting the vax. But um, we have to say no. And, you know, look, we're going to have to say no to far more things than just this. One day we're going to be forced to make a decision. Take the mark or no. And it will be more than you just can't get into this mall or buy this cappuccino. It may mean you go to jail and have your head cut off. That's coming. But, um, you know, all that aside... We've got to get over this uh, fear, and God still deliver me of that, and push through and say, for me to live is Christ, but to die is gain. We probably will die with the boots on. But how many demons can we take out before we go? How many people can we win for Jesus before we go? There's got to be a reason we're here, Michael. And this is a rhetorical question. If it's not for winning souls and keeping people from taking the mark and being damned to hell, then what will be the point for going through all this? Surely we're here for that reason. And if so, then what should our time be spent on? Is there anything better we can do than warning people of the coming destruction and the need for Christ? Uh, what else can we do but win souls? What, where else is there going to be fruit, Michael? Did I lose you, Michael? <laughs> Hang on. I may have talked Michael right off the phone. No, no, no. Oh, I'm sorry. I've, I've muted myself. I don't sorry. know why. I'm just well, in an echoey room. Um, uh, you, Isaiah you 17, 7. Can you hear me now? Yes, sir. Go ahead. Okay. It says that that day a man shall look to his maker. So right now we're looking to the works of our own hands, you know, blah, blah, blah. But it says his eyes shall have respect to the Holy One of Israel, and he shall not look to the altars, the work of his hands, neither shall respect that which his fingers have made.
either the groves or the images. And we have to keep in mind, there's also a ton of satanic witchcraft going on and just harrowing stories about people like finding absolute nasty witchcrafty things going on everywhere in America. I mean, even in good old Bible belt here, like you find, Oh, the pastors of Mason. Oh, great. Nice. And they're all going along with trans stuff. Great. You know, but at the same time, I got to see the senator that wrote the bill um, of like women sports not having men compete in them, and he was just shaking his head like I never in my life thought I would have to write a bill like that. <laughs> but that's where we're at, and that was a meeting not at the Republican Party, but it was at a restaurant. So it's going to come down to our little businesses. You know, you can start a babysitting business. People can't afford childcare. And just have a few extra kids on top of your kids that you're watching and get get your your house organized and set up a little two-day-a-week homeschool club. I mean, there's little things that we can do. I think God is really kind of shepherding us, I know he is, into a place where we're more effective as our own government. Um, there's a theory that the Sabbath wasn't always on Saturday, but it was like different days if you look at the moon. And I was like, what? How could there be different days throughout the year of the Sabbath? And the answer came, well, God doesn't want us to be working nine to five jobs. He wants us to be entrepreneurial, to be in charge of our own schedule so we can worship God on his timetable. And I don't know if that's true or not, but I just thought, what a beautiful idea that God wants us on our own, like you govern your time, you decide, and then worship him it's just so cool where he's leading us. And I think we we're seeing the end of all we know, but actually it's kind of, it sucked anyway. Sorry, but it was terrible anyway, like nine to five slaving away to get into debt, to put your kids to college, they can turn into communists and then you die. I mean, I would almost rather live in this sci-fi nightmare than live in the weird fake world of 20 years ago. And God took me out of the system in 2004 so that he could start to show me the things that he was going to do today. And now it's happening. So that's why I go live every day and I try to do as much as I can. Um, there are so many things that we could talk about and that's why we have these other shows to try to get other voices up and out there. I'm going to start writing more. I'm doing more Patreon posts, just writing blogs and getting into some of these different dynamics. I'm getting emails that are looking at kids that are like, wow, how do you, I want to know more about this spirit travel stuff. Like, what is it? And how do you do it? And it's like, well, make sure you're grounded in the word first, but God does have pretty fun stuff ahead for us. How do you reach out to witches? Well, you got to have a demonstration of the spirit and of the power of the Lord, not just in words, not just, oh, I got good doctrine. Check me out. No, you have to go with a demonstration of the spirit and of power. And that's why I love reaching out to witches and tarot card readers on TikTok, although I don't watch TikTok tarot card stuff, but I love seeing over time how people go from tarot to Holy Spirit and the Bible. <laughs> you watch them. You just plant those seeds of love out there, guys. I um, executed a Ouija board the other day on the Spirit Wars TikTok. So, wow. you know, we have fun sometimes. <laughs> yeah, um, it, was, it was funny. My friend gave me a Ouija board. He's like, please get rid of this for me. I don't even want to touch it. I was like, I'll have my way with it. Man. So, uh, shoot, that sounds, that sounds cool. Hey, Michael, you mentioned also Jesus Revolution. And uh, I wrote down, I wanted to mention, I just saw oh, yeah. that movie for the first time on Friday night. Because Friday, we had no internet. Everything died. And I'm thinking, dang. Oh. 
Well, what can I do? Well, I don't have internet. I don't even. I can't even get uh, Roku going. Then I realized I had some movies on my uh, iPad. One of them okay. was a movie I had ordered for my wife some months ago. She watched, but I never got around to watching it. It was called Jesus Revolution. And man, oh yeah, uh, I had no idea of the story. Uh, and uh, this guy, Frisbee, Monty Frisbee. What a interesting guy. And uh, I know there's some different opinions on this guy, but I believe this guy was moving in power evangelism. Okay, and he had he had some things that yeah. he had been abused as a child with, and he needed some deliverance and healing and so forth. But you know what? Uh, I, I, I tried to find whatever I could about this guy, and I saw some interviews by people who knew him, and although you know he had he had some trouble, uh, he came back around at the end, and uh, this guy was used mightily for the Lord. Hang up small wow. power evangelism. What do you know about Lonnie Frisbee? Um, what was interesting is um, apparently in the early seventies um, he left and went out to meet Derek Prince and hung out in Florida for a while. Really? Yeah. Um, really? Ask about that. I guess that was during the shepherding um, phase. And uh, well, yeah, and Derek Prince and the shepherding movement was kind of a reaction against that in a way. It was the opposite, but um, right. But there Lonnie, was a huge revolution of guys just wanting to serve God. The military of God was was established. Apparently, Lonnie Frisbee went down and hung out, and I was uh, I posted something up to Jim Croft on his wall the other day, and uh, oh. one of the other guys, his name just escapes me. I know him, but he said, uh, "Yeah, we met him. He came down here and wow. was in our fellowship." And uh, this guy, he wow. was. You know what, uh, Calvary, uh, what was the name of the church he was with out there with Chuck Smith? Calvary Chapel, right? And then the vineyard. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh, John Wimber. Mm-hmm. Um, Chuck Smith didn't take too well to power evangelism. And I'm watching Lonnie casting out demons, healing the sick. Brother, that's where we got to get back to, power evangelism. Preach the word with signs following. Maybe that's what it's about. We can sit here till we die, or God's looking for men and women to begin to operate in exploits. Yes. Power evangelism. Healing the sick, casting out devils. He might need to teleport you like Philip down the road. You're talking about uh, some of these supernatural trips. There could be all kinds of things that fall into that window of uh, or umbrella of exploits. What do you say? It's, it's going to be new things that, you know, behold, I do a new thing in your time. You know, you wouldn't believe anything if I told you. It's like God's going to do something so radically different. When the Jesus Revolution took place, and it wasn't just that movie, Lonnie Frisbee, there was also the Children of God kind of offshoots. Actually, I think Lonnie Frisbee's was an offshoot of what the Children of God were doing, but, of course, they were really radical. But, I mean, the thing is, like, you can't put new wine in an old bottle. So there's always going to be somebody who's going to say, oh, no, that's not the doctrine. Well, you know what I've noticed? I've noticed that people that have a sincere heart have more power than those that are just stuffy, old, but good doctrine kind of Christians. I mean, I've, I've had people pray with me on the phone who are pretty out there, and I knew that they were off on certain things, but I just was, you know, loving on them anyway, and 
at the end of the prayer, there'd be an earthquake in wow. Hawaii, like just where I was standing. It was just a phone call from some pretty fringy folks. And, um, I mean, I'm pretty out there. Like, who am I to say? Like, sometimes when I meet people that are crazy and like edgy and like, is this okay? Like, it actually kind of helps me feel more normal. It's like, okay, now, all right, I'm not the only crazy person. Okay, good. Hallelujah. <laughs> but we should just have fun. I mean, don't, everybody's like, it's like when you're wa- going um, for a swim in the ocean and you're just trying to like think about what if there's sharks? What if I'm going to drown? What if my. I mean, just enjoy the, the ocean. Like, I mean, you went all the way to Hawaii and you jumped in the, in the water in the beach and you're just freaking out, really? But here's the secret. Keep jumping in the ocean. Like, do it every day. Do it all day. Pretty soon, you know, the surfers out there, they don't even care if there's sharks or if they are going to get a scratch from the coral. And they're just having a great old time. And we have the, the oceans of God, of his new wine, new truths, strange truths, that's why you got to listen to Strange O'Clock podcast. Um, Geraldine's been kicking butt there, and I get to co-host there, and it's really fun. Um, there's just so many cool, weird things out there, and like even with this alien stuff. I mean, doesn't a part of you just want to like live in Star Wars? Like, doesn't that sound cool in a way? Like, are we allowed to think that way, or are we supposed to grow up and become all boring? Well, God's slowly peeling away the band-aid of our little system that we've allowed Babylon to creep in. And he's like, no, I want you guys back in the promised land. In fact, I'm going to even give you a glimpse in the book of Revelation of this giant starship, New Jerusalem, that's going to come out of the sky that's like this big. I mean, it's it's just, it's like the vision of what he has for us. And we can start to tap into that today through the key of David. You can like open a portal and live in the future today. That's why David was able to eat the showbread and not die no crispy David because the key of David actually is a partly it's like a living it's like living getting access to your retirement funds right now and that's what we need to I need to all of us need to move into the power the resurrecting people from the dead the deliverance the healing but also what if he was able to take your spirit and go on conquests when you're physically like kind of a lot of us are in situations where we're kind of slaves in Egypt you know we're working all the time and trying to cover things and it's getting worse and it's like but we can command our spirits to be with the lord in his will you know i was in the i was in the lord's spirit on the lord's day and then i heard a voice who shall i send and i said here i am send me i mean just pray that just take those the promises in the bible i've been seeing spiders sent after me around the world like open vision spiders like where you wake up and you see this giant like crab sized thing I found out those are actually demonic spirits sent to try to weave webs around the promises of God for those who are chosen because I noticed a lot of my fellow missionaries just went cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs bonkers lost their vision lost their drive the Jesus revolution the original one uh, the children of God a lot of those guys they were strong end time witnesses and then one by one, I saw them getting picked off. And then they were coming for me. And I just kept using the keys of the sword weapons of God, fiery swords to cut through everything. But, I mean, still barely got, got out. Those things, you know, we need to, like, pray specific prayers. Ask God to show you what demons are trying to get you. Um, command angels to fight for you. Like you said, Shannon, they're just sitting around waiting. They're like, is he going to use us or what? You know? 
and then let's let's find each other. Let's all like work together. We might be working together in the spirit already. I mean, oh, I'm stuck in Indonesia, or oh, I'm stuck in Taiwan, or oh, Hawaii sucks, or I don't know. But no, in our spirit, man, we're like, I don't know. We got all of our Justice League costumes on, and I ain't wearing spandex, but you know, we are all doing stuff in that plane. And um, the more I like lean into this revelation, the more I get glimpses of it. If you start paying attention to your dreams, write down your dreams every day if you can. One of the patterns I've been shown is that there's a lot of work that to get to the spiritual domain, like you go through stairways, subways, all kinds of like transportation, and then boom, suddenly you're standing on one of these giant starships that's designed for the end times of maybe some kind of a mini, not the rapture, but like a, a, a the bride is given the wings to be taken to the wilderness for a period of time. I mean, I saw one of these things and I was there looking at it astounded. There was all this real estate and it was basically a refuge, a temporary refuge thing. And the weirdest thing was I had been there before and I knew it. I knew it. I was like, Hey, I'm back. I should check this part of it out. But to get there, you have to go through these, you know, the angels went through those ladders go up and down Jacob's ladder. So I'm not here to like get you into shamanism or anything. I mean, I'm not a astral projector, I'm just saying that the spirit force, the spiritual super soldiers that we're talking about, we live on a plane way, way above the, the witches. And the witches have a little power. Check out Russ Dizdar. All of his talks. I mean, that's all true. In fact, I'm going to be playing Russ Dizdar's teachings on my show every possible chance that I get because they're trying to erase his name and his work. We operate where the witches end. That's our floor. The ceiling of astral projection and whatever, remote viewing, all that crap, it's true, but it's crap, is the bottom of where we begin. That's why we need faith to do these things, because God doesn't let you see it, because then you wouldn't get a reward. You have to go by faith and belief, and um, I'm just, I'm going to do my best to, to try to start sharing some of these kind of adventures, and it's just... I mean, I think everything out there, the trans movement, all of the transhumanism movement, it's just a copy. It's a bad copy of what God has for us in the spirit realm. And that will manifest in the physical realm in ways that we just don't even have for a grid for it yet. Um, but we should all be rereading the Bible cover to cover King James version. If you can, I, I mean, if you're a new Christian, maybe read one of the other translations, especially for the Old Testament, just so that you can actually read it if, you, if you're not familiar with King James language. Um, I don't know, Shannon, what's your favorite uh, translation besides King oh, James for like a new believer? I just stick with the King James. Um, and okay. um, I was told that it was written so that a sixth grader could read it and understand. Well, I guess that shows you how far our educational system has fallen back because we got people that got more than a sixth grade education. They're having our trouble with it. I'm not saying I understand everything at all. But uh, one tip that did make a big difference for me is when I found out that um, the these and thys and thous and yees are there with a purpose. Because when you look at the underlying text, it's in Latin. Latin, I'm told, every word is singular plural. So if you wanted to have a correct transmission from, uh, excuse me, not Latin, but Greek, from Greek into the English then you need to know if it's singular or plural. So whenever you say uh, thee, thy, and thou, it's singular. When you have a ye, it's talking about a, a plural. So you know who the audience is, singular or plural. That makes sense. It wasn't just to, you know, sound more holier than thou. 
Um, it's so you know if it who's it talking to, individual or group, and uh, that made a lot of sense. Um, I just stick with the King James, and the reason being is because uh, the King James speaks to me. Um, Al Cuppet used to say, "Hey, the King James will talk to to me," and I understood what he meant. Uh, I was in a situation one time where the only Bible around was a uh, was not a King James, and I didn't I refused it. I, I wanted that King James. I finally got it. And that's because, uh, you know, um, it speaks to me. I've had God talk to me, Michael, more through the word than any other means. I've had prophetic words, of course. I've had uh, I've had a, a dream where God talked to me in the dream. But with me, he just talks to me through his word. And it doesn't happen often, but it has happened at significant points in my life where I asked a question, and I go to the word, and bam, Right there it was. And God told me something personal, which I'm not going to share on this program today. Not enough time. Uh, And it happened just the other day, just that way. I prayed, and it was rebuke, actually. And uh, the Lord was correct, you know, but he he chastens those whom he loves. So thank you, Lord, for chasing me. I know he loves me. But the point is, is uh, I stick with that. Um, Because there are versions out there that clearly are from the enemy's side. And uh, you got to be careful. You can s- step into some traps out there. And uh, I certainly don't want any of the stuff that was created through Horton Westcott. That's a whole other program, which are most modern Greek translations from the Horton Westcott. One guy was, uh, he was an occultist. He would go into a church at night, Michael. Nobody there. And he would wait for the spirits of the dead to come. And he would talk to them. He was communing with demons. And these guys butchered um, the original Texas receptor. So, you know, there's a lot of people that call me a kook, and most of mainstream pastors, they have nothing but vitriol for the King James. And I'm like, why do you hate the King James so much? Well, the same reason they hate the name Jesus. Because there's power in that name, and there's power in that book. And uh, I think we've got a, a big problem out there because we've got so many lukewarm Christians because they they don't have any standard anymore. You've got 50 different Bible versions in their church. And then you wonder why they don't have any standards and they're putting gays in the pulpit or in the choir or assistant pastors homosexual or the Lutheran church or Episcopalian or all these other churches are going LGBTQ. What the hell happened? Hell got in the church and it starts with uh, lukewarmness and, you know, polluted bread, a little bit of leaven, leaven the whole lump. That's my micro-sermon. Hey, Michael. Did you know that sure. River River Phoenix and his family were part of the children of God? Did you ever run into that story? Oh, yeah. I, oh, uh, all the time, yeah. <laughs> I had heard it some years ago, but when you brought it up, I, I didn't know much about the children of God, but I heard they were involved in the group in the 70s. I just was curious. I don't know if they'd stayed into it by the time you got involved later, but um, I think uh, River Phoenix was raised up in that uh, organization, if, if I read correctly. And... Um, uh, maybe they were not his brother Joaquin Phoenix, who's going to play Napoleon pretty soon. He's also <laughs> was also there. I think they probably sacrificed River Phoenix. He was probably one of those Luciferian sacrifices. He was good friends with Johnny Depp and um, Wow and uh, Reeves. Dude, I saw the picture of him in the coffin. Pretty morbid. Pretty morbid. And they put some T-shirt on him. I mean, crazy T-shirt. Oh man, that was sick. Yeah. Um, no. Uh, oh, by the way, don't forget, next time you're you're talking to um, 
your aunt and uncle, ask them if they have any archives of Lonnie Frisbee preaching when he was down there in Fort Lauderdale. I don't know. Maybe they, they taped him one day getting up to preach. I'm just curious. Uh, Brother, they're going through those Derek Prince archives, and they're finding all kinds of stuff. It's like, right. what? Somebody translated his whole 25-part message set to Hungarian? Wow, I didn't, who did this? And they have no idea who did it. Whoa. <laughs> you know, it's just amazing. I want to know if there's any mass deliverances that we can find that have never been released. Uh, he's got some great teachings, but they don't always include ministry at the end. You know, when Worley's stuff was that same way, too. A lot of times the ministry part was cut off at the end. But I got some of the original tapes, Brother Mike uh, uh, let me borrow, and uh, I saw some interrogations on the end. And man, there's some pretty hot stuff many times in those teachings and services. I'm sure Derek's was the same. Maybe there's some cool deliverances and interrogation of demons on some of those tapes in the archive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, keep reminding us. We'll go and we'll we'll get it. To, we'll get to it. There's so many. See, guys, there's so many things that we're we're trying to do at the same time. You know, you can't blame Shannon for not getting every single thing he wants to get done done. But I believe that we're going to get more uh, helpers and more um, just unlikely allies. You know, I the last thing I ever thought God would have me do is go and join the children of God. I mean, that is such. There's so much to talk about that subject. You got a book to write, bro. Good Bob. I mean, you listen. Yeah. You have only you have only told a portion. It was like that. Uh, testimony of Marco Polo on his deathbed and they said his last words is I've only told the half of my adventures um, wow my, uh, yeah by the that's way, what it feels like but I mean we're just getting started here guys and I'm like the guy in the, the time machine that shows up you know Doc Brown he's like Marty we need to go to the future he's like what's going on we just got back no it's your kid sorry. and he's like grabbing stuff out of the trash can and throwing it in the back of the car and he's like you know, I need fuel. <laughs> What's going on? I, I don't have time to explain. Just get in the car. Let's go. Let's go By to the, the way, spirit. Let's go to the future. I mentioned your name today <laughs> to my uh, nephew. I have a nephew named Mason who is a none other than Japan right now. He had been wanting to go for a long time, and the door opened up. He got on a oh, plane, cool. and he's in Osaka. And I called him. I said, man, that's got to be one of the most expensive places to be. What's it cost you for a hotel room? He said, I'm paying 20 bucks a night. I said, 20 bucks. Where you at? He said, I'm at like a hostel, like a backpackers. And he said, uh, Cool. Man, I so much want to live over here uh, and program games. And I said, uh, I know nothing cool. about Japan. But what I do know, and I was talking about you and some other friends who have lived overseas in these Oriental countries like Japan, Taiwan, you were in all those, right? India too. Um, huh? Many of y'all taught English over there to survive. Is that right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, he could he could immediately get hired teaching English and do very well. It's I was, just not always the funnest job. <laughs> I told him, I think I said, you could probably teaching. teach English to the Japanese. Maybe he could get a job and uh, find a way to live over there. I don't know. But I told him, uh, well, if anything's he, possible. Does he have a college diploma? They, they really are sticklers about that. He's uh, one year from getting his bachelor's. Uh, but doesn't have the. If he went yet. to school, if he found like an English language institute kind of thing, or China, Japanese language institute, yes, that might be a route. But there's ways to find. Yeah, I I was in Japan, but I didn't have a college diploma, so I had to leave, and that's how I ended up in Taiwan. I literally had some people like offering me to marry 
them on paper if <laughs> just to stay in Japan. It was so weird. <laughs> I was like, nah, I don't know if I should do that. That's kind of that's like one of those stories you tell like your grandkids or or put in the book to keep people's attention. It's like Mary from Visa. They used um, to do that in Costa Rica. I, I ran into that thing. myself. Yeah, people, uh, gringos that were going down there want to stay in Costa Rica, so they married a Tika. Pay her so much money. I don't know if they consummated it or not, but then, uh, like the day after they signed the paperwork, they're you know, they were apart. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. It's like, yep, do what you got to do to stay in the country. But yeah, I, all power to him. I mean, more power to him. Um, got some friends in japan right now that texted me they're like we're slaying demons over here michael so something's going on with japan i don't know what but you you know we had that show the other day about the japanese demon that's coming so there's like demons being released there so it's demon hunting season let me ask you this question if you're over in japan uh he told me they give him a 90-day visa to get in there is it like other countries that you could uh, go in and out uh three days and then come back and it starts over is Japan very strict. Any idea on that? They really don't like it when you do that, but that's what I <laughs> you was can thinking. Technically, do that. I thought Japan. Yeah, you can go for ninety days, and then you can still come back. But if you don't have any paperwork saying like, "Hey, I'm getting a job, I'm getting a visa," yeah, they the the, the you should have seen the look on the face. The visa immigration office is like, "Oh no, very naughty American. No, never come back again." No, so wow. Funny. Yeah, it's pretty. You can just go there without a visa, tourist visa, ninety days. So, but it's not like uh, some of these other countries where you could have like a perpetual tourist, just every ninety days go out and come back in. Japan, I don't right. think they really. Taiwan is like that. Oh, yeah. Taiwan, the Japan same. Japan is not. Okay, okay. I told him to come to Bali, so he may be coming to see me. I haven't seen my nephew in ten years. My brother came in though, and uh, might be the first of others coming in. Cool. So I'm excited. Um, Michael, thank you for going overtime with me today. Tell people again how they can find your podcast and how they can support your work. Yeah. Um, well, we're Spirit Force Podcast and Strange O'Clock Podcast and Fringe Radio Network Podcasts. I'm Spirit Wars on there. And then our website is faithplus.com and there's the Patreon and there's the PayPal. And and I appreciate uh, Brother Anderson, a, a very generous donation a few weeks ago and I just found it and my wife too we're just like where did this come from so I'm assuming it was probably from your audience so we really want to thank God. you I would say though like donate to Hawaii if you guys want to really like seed a place like that's there's a Cal, as you said Calvary Chapel there's Calvary Chapel in Kihei K-I-H-E-I Kihei is a good one and also Hope Chapel in Kihei. So those are both churches that my aunt and uncle in Maui, they know that they're, they're good because don't give money to Red Cross or any of those big things. They're, they're stealing it and they're not probably doing very good things with it. So, um, that's where I would donate if anybody feels led to, to seed right now and just pray for us. Cause you know, the enemy comes after us, especially when you hit a wasp nest in the spirit, so to speak. And like, I've, I'm still learning how to do this stuff, guys. So don't don't look at me as some expert, but I know the experts. I know a lot of the experts in the spirit, and we're trying to bring that stuff out. And um, and and last of all, it doesn't don't just listen to stuff coming out today. Like go back and do some listening of like the old Omega Man shows and like the the older uh, teachings of Ern Baxter, Liz Walker, 
all the, the Neville Johnson sermons. There's so much to treasure and to build up your spirit, man. So um, that's what I would recommend people to do. And that's what I'm doing too. I'll find some treasure trove and I'll just camp out and just have a feast, you know? And um, so stay tuned. We'll be, we'll be uh, trying to share some Rust Isdar, different guys, different folks, Spirit Force podcast. So join the Spirit Force today, y'all. And, don't forget to support Shannon as well. OmegaManRadio.com has a lot of awesome buttons to, to donate to. So appreciate you, brother, and thank you so much for the time. It's such a it's such a pleasure. It always just aligns everything. It's like, oh, this is what we're doing. Oh, yeah, okay. So it's, it's a great pleasure to talk to your awesome audience as well. Thank you so much. Hey, an honor to be with you, Michael. And before you go, how are those chickens doing? We're down to six chickens, sir, but I got a brand-new coop coming in pretty soon so i'm just praying that those chickens will survive and uh so six chickens and six goats your triple and, goat, uh, goats those goats happy they're, they're doing all right the goats are, they're all locked up and they cry they're like why did you put us here <laughs> but they're um at least they're not pooping everywhere and bothering my dad who's trying to enjoy his retirement a little bit He's like, man, son, those goats, man, they're just pooping do, everywhere. Do you so. milk those goats? Are there any milking goats out there? I think, well, the two females can milk, but I think they have to get pregnant first. So okay. they're okay. They're just like, don't tell anybody, but there's our emergency protein, if that ever if it ever comes to that. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> get you some of that goat curry <laughs> like they eat in Trinidad over there. Um, they make goat yeah. shish kebab over here, by the way. It's called saute from goat camping. Ooh. Or you, okay. can get, you can get beef and chicken. I haven't tried the goat. I don't think I've tried it yet, but I'm going to try it. Not okay. curry goat, though. Um, okay. God bless you, my friend. We'll see yeah. you next time. <laughs> Thank you. And for more good goat cooking tips, follow Shannon Davis on Instagram and TikTok. Goat talk. Omega Man. All right. Love you guys. Take Thank care. you so much. I must confess, I've never had a goat taco. <laughs>